Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Welcome to Coindesk TV. It is The Hatch. Oh my goodness. It is The Hash, (laughs) but you should batten down the hatches because it's an all-out offensive from U.S. regulators against the crypto industry. We have so much to get to today. It's a big show. When it rains, it pours, and there's a lot of news. I'm Zach Seward. That's Adam Levine, Jen Sinassi, and Will Foxley. Yeah, I don't know what story I want to get to first today, but this is definitely the biggest one. That is that Do Kwon has likely been arrested at the airport in Montenegro, according to a new tweet from the Minister of the Interior of that country. It's pretty big news, bombshell for the development. We've, of course, been tracking Do Kwon and where in the world is Do Kwon on this show for quite a while. It seems that he has finally been caught. There's been requests from Interpol to locate the individual. He is behind, of course, Terraform Labs, which was behind the failed Terra Luna stablecoin, which saw about $40 billion in market cap wiped off the face of the cryptocurrency industry in a few hours last May of 2022. This is a huge new update. He's been on the run for a while. People have been thinking that he's been in the Serbia region, and this just confirmed it. We are still waiting on further information Coindesk is currently reporting on. Zach, one throws one up to you. This is good news for most people, I think. This is like maybe get some justice here for once. Well, if this is all fully confirmed, yeah, it does sort of close the book on this chapter of the Do Kwan saga, right? The Terra ecosystem implosion arguably was one of those first big dominoes that set subsequent crypto collapses in motion, right? So the fact that this is coming to a close here, allegedly, again, according to this tweet, certainly does provide a bit of closure, but certainly isn't the last that we're going to see of this, right? So, you know, Do Kwan famously has said, hey, this wasn't fraud. I just messed up. I was trying to make a decentralized stablecoin. I was trying to make something that was truly decentralized and could exist outside of the purview of regulators in the US and beyond. And the death spiral, that just happened. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't fraud. It was just poor design, right? So we'll see what happens if this becomes something that where Do Kwan is in court making his case. I think that's going to be super fascinating to see play out. There might be some timing where we'll have dueling hearings with Do Kwan in one corner and Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX in the other. And this fall could get really interesting if these proceedings come to pass 
wherever he's ultimately tried. I know that law enforcement in multiple countries are trying to get a hold of him. So it's pretty crazy to see this come to pass on a day that follows some pretty significant news out of the SEC yesterday. Jen? Yeah, I think that this is great news, just like you do, Zach. You know, there are a lot of people who FOMO'd into this without really understanding the full risk of the project and some people who lost their life savings. So to read this headline and hear that, you know, he may be brought to justice on everything that he is alleged to have done was great to read this morning. I am kind of overwhelmed already by the amount of court cases we're going to have to follow in the upcoming months, but I think it should be an exciting time for anyone who covers this news. Out of this, I'm most interested to hear about firms like Jump Crypto. I know we recently learned that they made $1.2 billion from the Terra ecosystem, and there were some allegations there about you know what they knew or didn't know. And how they maybe helped Luna stay pegged to the US dollar. So I hope that information like this comes out. I hope we learn about other relevant parties in this. And Adam, I'm going to pass it off to you. It's rare that I have something positive to say about US regulators. But in this particular circumstance, I think there is something positive, which even though this apprehension didn't happen in the US, assuming that it is in fact confirmed as true, the reality of it is, is that the turnaround time and the actual evidence that have kind of matched the allegations that the SEC has made against Quan that happens so much faster than any prior cycle that we've seen. And I think that it's really important that we get that distance down from, hey, a thing happened over here where there are allegations of something illegal happened to not five years later, not seven years later, but like within a year, that you know case is actually something that's moving, something where evidence is being presented. And that seems kind of unique to me over the course of this last cycle. So that actually is, I think, one thing that's good about what the SEC has been doing here is those allegations are significantly more detailed and really did change the story of what we thought we knew about what was going on. So I'm curious to see it go to court and it would be very interesting for that to happen. Zach? Yeah, I think specifically that detail from the SEC complaint where there was a bank in Switzerland that was basically cashing out some of the Bitcoin that had been used to attempt to restore this peg as things were really hitting the fan. I think that was a pretty damning little detail that was included there and may have sort of escalated efforts to capture this person and potentially bring them to justice in a formal way, right? So I think, again, those details that we're seeing emerge from that SEC complaint, hard to say if they had anything to do with the timing of this potential arrest. But certainly it sort of changed the story of how we understood the extent of this operation, right? Even stretching back to those fabricated numbers on Chai, the payments platform, that was sort of the origin story of why Terra had value in the first place. So really fascinating that these details have come out. And again, to see it unfold in a court of law will certainly be fascinating. Will? Yeah, last two thoughts on this. One is that he was arrested because of falsified documents at the airport and they caught him trying to do that. So obviously... If you're using falsified documents, probably means that you are trying to hide away from something. Secondly, it does look like South Korean officials have confirmed that it was Do Kwon arrested in this instance. At the same time, a little plug right here. Let's talk about Crypto Crooks Season 2, the arrest of Do Kwon going on currently right now. So you got to go and check this one out. Lunacy, the rise and fall of Do Kwon. It's right now on podcast from David Z. Morris, who's often on the hash. So go check that out. Really good timing for today. All right. The regulators are busy this morning. So the SEC has issued a Wells Notice warning to Coinbase that it is pursuing enforcement action over securities violations. 
Coinbase disclosed that the SEC alleges that the exchange may be skirting securities laws in running of its exchange and staking services. Coinbase shares tumbled as much as 20% after the notice was handed down. Adam? Yeah, so this is a classic sort of move that I find to be pretty repellent from the regulators in the U.S. I think we can differentiate between two types of enforcement actions that we see. One type of action is what we see against folks like Duquan, maybe Three Arrows Capital. Again, there will be more and certainly have been more. I think we're talking about one of those stories related to Tron later today, where it seems like there was legitimately bad action and there were things that do make for securities violations. That typically is not so much the thing as the way that you talk about or you market the thing and the way you do disclosures. And so that's something that I think there's real legitimate value for going after and going after soon. In this particular circumstance, this is essentially a continuation of the U.S. regulators' argument that if we think that something might be a security, then you have to proactively prove to us that it's not a security and in fact prove a negative before we'll actually tell you what the allegations actually are that you're supposed to be defending against. We saw this same tactic try to be used in the Voyager digital bankruptcy, and the bankruptcy judge essentially laughed it out of court, as it should be. So again, effectively what we see here is the SEC using a very large bludgeon against a company that's literally been around since 2012, before I got involved with cryptocurrency in any sort of meaningful way. And I suspect that we may also see similar action against Kraken, which has also been around for that time. So again, the length of time that it's taken for the regulator to not even provide any sort of meaningful clarity about this, but to do real damage to publicly traded companies that are, by all accounts, trying their best to comply with laws that effectively don't exist. That's the narrative that's going on here. So it's sad to see, but consistent from what we've seen from the SEC most of the time. Zach? This is a huge story, right? Coinbase is arguably the flag bearer of the US crypto industry. And for the FCC to put them squarely in their site and issue that Wells notice is really quite remarkable. This is a company that went public, that went through the process of listing through the SEC, somehow managed to reach public markets. And now we're seeing SEC go after Coinbase for a couple of alleged violations, right? The idea that they're selling unregistered securities, going back to, again, some of those assets that they've named. You saw the SEC issue a statement today. You know, they're calling them crypto asset securities, right? And I think the naming, the nomenclature there is certainly intentional. And the other thing does relate to the staking product that Coinbase offers. Coinbase has said that its staking product is materially different from Kraken's staking product, which was also dragged in by the SEC. So it's going to be interesting to see what Coinbase does. I think all early indications from Brian Armstrong and also their chief legal officer are that they are not going to go quietly. They're going to fight this one and potentially stand up for the industry which would be really fascinating to watch play out. So this to me was a huge story yesterday that Coinbase is, again, getting this notice from the SEC. And we're going to see, again, what their response is beyond the series of tweets and a series of sort of very public pronouncements around what is happening and why they think it's wrong. It's going to be fascinating to watch this one as well. Will? The letter from the chief legal officer of Coinbase was also issued yesterday. And his name escapes me at the moment, but it had some interesting language encapsulated within that blog, just talking about the process that they've gone through with the SEC in order to be a fully compliant exchange and to be a fully compliant exchange going forward. Because those seem to be two different things, right? Like you mentioned there, Zach, they are a public company at this point. So at some point, the SEC did greenlight them to go public. And they said that on the basis of their business at that time in 2021. Maybe something has changed since 2021, but my feeling is probably not. If you're looking at what the SEC has said in the Wells notice so far, the information we have so far, it's about their earned program, their asset listing, and might encapsulate some other things like their Coinbase wallet strategy. Kraken, the stuff we got from the SEC a while ago, was more to do with their staking program, their staking as a service, which 
did have some aspects built into it that gave more bulletproof guarantees for revenues for people who were trying to use that product. Kraken had to change that product. And I think they actually wound down a lot of it in order to comply for Coinbase. It seems to be like far larger, right? Their earn program is like fairly limited in scope. Asset listing. Coinbase has been listing assets for quite a while. And the SEC had the ability to review this for quite a while as well. And in his legal letter, which I want to get back to and encourage everyone to go read, they talk about how they have tried to talk with the SEC time and time and time again. But the SEC has always moved back the dates, canceled the meetings, given information that's not relevant, or just straight up said, we're not going to comment on this. We're going to decline to comment on anything you have to ask about this, which doesn't show good faith effort from the regulators in this case. And now there seems to be a Wells notice. I would say that like Coinbase, if anyone is going to be the team to fight against this, they have a very loaded war chest in order to fight anything like this. And I think it's going to be very similar to the XRP case, which is currently going on with Ripple Labs going after the SEC and them going back and forth. Jen, back to you. I wonder if this Wells notice in particular was issued with the purpose of getting more information, right? If you read through the letter, it's very vague on what they're looking for. And they invite Coinbase to provide any relevant documentation. I think they have until March 29th to do that. And I just wonder if based on that documentation, the SEC will decide whether or not to go forward. I think it's important to note that the SEC doesn't need to move forward with the Wells notice. It's a notice of intent, but they can just not act on it. And so that's what made me a little curious this morning. And Will, just off the back of what you were saying, an individual familiar with the situation told Coindesk that Coinbase has engaged in over 60 different discussions with the SEC. And still, here we are with them being served this Wells notice. Spicy times. Join Coindesk's Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web3, happening April 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code THEHASH to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes. Oh, I think we're back. And we're back. Zach, take it. All right, let's talk about some more stories. (laughs) Hi there. Welcome back to The Hash on Coindesk TV. We're serious and official. Let's talk about Tron founder Justin Sun getting sued by the SEC. This is some wild stuff. This happened yesterday. This was over TRX, which is the native asset of the Tron blockchain. And BTT, which is the token for the BitTorrent blockchain, which he acquired some years ago. The LCC is out here saying that those are unregistered securities. He's marketing them poorly. And he had all these paid celebrity endorsers who were also not playing by the rules, including Lindsay Lohan, Soldier Boy, Lil Yachty, and more. Six of the eight celebrities named here settled with the SEC for a total of, was it $400,000? Correct me if I'm wrong. But that is also in play. So this is really something. The SEC is just going all out. We got Coinbase. We got Justin Sun in the same day. Who's next? I don't know. Adam? Uh Uh-oh, he raised his hand. (laughs) Condolences, sir. No, uh, not me. But I do want to kind of jump on this story right away because Justin Sun has always been one of the strangest figures in the world of cryptocurrency to me. He's one whose name typically pops up because we find out that he spent a ridiculous amount of money buying lunch with Warren Buffett or because he was the guy who came in second on the $69 million Christie's auction of the Beeple piece last year. Like Every time we hear about Justin Sun, 
it appears that it has to do with him essentially throwing around a bunch of money. Another part about it that's been really strange is that this is not a chap who came into cryptocurrency super wealthy. This is a guy who got wealthy around the time that Tron launched with, again, just like some suspicious stuff. And Tron itself is a blockchain that is considered to be quite large, but I've never met anybody that uses it. And I've been in the space for more than 10 years. So there are just all of these really weird red flags that make these allegations that the SEC has so far brought seem like they make actually a lot of sense. Effectively, one of the things that jumped out at me is the allegation that there is an incredible amount of wash trading that happens in the Tron token itself. With wash trading effectively meaning that it's one party trading with itself in a way that makes it look like there's more activity that's happening than there actually is, which can then attract people who are looking for highly liquid types of tokens. So that allegation by itself, I think is the one that like, I don't care about anything else. If that's true, that explains so much that we've seen over the years. So that's kind of my take on it. Will, what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually going to give you some pushback because I think Tron does have an important place within crypto. If you look at the numbers, it definitely shows that. Over 50% of USDT is actually issued on top of Tron. And if you look at its marketing or its fee structure as well, it competes with Bitcoin and Ethereum in terms of people using the chain. Yes, there is a lot of wash trading, certainly a lot of wash trading, but there is a place for like these low security, high throughput chains and a lot of people want to throw transactions around on. And that's why Tron has actually been sticky as compared to a lot of these other blockchains that might say like, we have high throughput, we have this and that and they just kind of fall off the bandwagon, right? Tron, for some reason, just like Justin Sun, has been able to stick around and be relevant far past anyone's expectations. Now the question is, will the SEC be able to put that to bed? I'm thinking no, because Justin Sun is like the nuclear-proof cockroach of the space who can somehow survive <laughs> anything that happens. Though there is one curious thing that we have to bring up here, that he was given diplomatic immunity recently by the country of Granada, but it might have been revoked right before this occurred. There's some good reporting from Protoss about this that definitely bears some relevance in the conversation. Zach, I'll throw it to you. I saw your hand. Yeah, I'm bullish on Justin Sun withstanding this nuclear bomb <laughs> as he has withstood so many before. This is a man who has drawn to controversy and who thrives in it, in fact. We always see him sort of attaching himself to whatever the crisis of the day is. We saw this during the FTX implosion. We've seen this time and time again. I would imagine that, you know, whatever ultimately comes to pass here, Justin Sun is going to go on continuing to be Justin Sun. So I think that is certainly worth mentioning, Will. And I think your Tether point is also very apt, right? Tether is the largest stablecoin by market cap, and Tron is its leading blockchain most days relative to Ethereum. So the fact that these payments are occurring there with the stablecoin USDT suggests that it is finding use somewhere, somehow. I doubt that all of it is wash trading, but Adam, to your point, that's a very fair thing to bring up. I saw Jen's hand, but I got to get Adam back on the record after that. Well, I mean, I would just say that those are the things that we think are true. But again, the allegations that have been made here do seem to throw that into question. Have you ever used Tron to send USDT? I don't know anybody who has. So it just seems odd to me. Jen, over to you, please. I'm completely with you, Adam. I think if these allegations are true and the market manipulation is happening to the extent that the SEC is saying and it is hurting these everyday consumers that we talk about so much a regulator should be focusing on, I think that there is some warrant here in what the SEC is saying. And my last thought on this is how many times do these celebrities need to be charged by the SEC to learn something? There are definitely more than two names on this list who have been under the SEC's magnifying glass before. 
And when are they going to learn? I don't know. Will, what do you think? Soldier Boy got got. That's all I'm going to say. I think we should look <laughs> at the jurisdiction here, though, as a last thought. It's just kind of confusing how the SEC has jurisdiction over something that's mostly not a U.S. phenomenon, right? Tron is mostly used in East Asian communities. And yet the SEC is you know, slapping down on Justin Sun, which means that they have information about where it's being used, or they have an overly broad definition of what constitutes something being used in the U.S. According to the documents that we saw with this, it says that at least one person was using TRX within the U.S. jurisdiction. So that's a pretty confusing definition for you know, being able to slap down on top of this blockchain. Yeah, that is the standard. If you have a single U.S. user, even if you try to KYC them out, then the SEC decides that they have authority over the entire project. Former Twitter CEO and Bitcoin fan Jack Dorsey is not having a great day following news that noted short seller Hindenburg Research has his current company, Block, formerly known as Square, in its crosshairs. Block stock is down about 12% this morning when I checked a couple of minutes ago on allegations that it goosed growth over the last few years by essentially disregarding anti-money laundering and know-your-customer laws. In support of their claims, the short seller says that they were able to get a cash app card in the name of former U.S. President Donald Trump without any trouble, which does, in fact, seem not good. Jen, I'm quite curious for your thoughts on this one. This isn't really a crypto company, but it's pretty closely crypto adjacent. And again, it comes on this interesting news day. Yeah, crazy stories today. When I read this report, what was interesting to me was the amount of former employees that were quoted in it. And I think when there's so many former employees that come out and speak against you to publications like this, for reports like this, it points towards something bigger, possibly a toxic work environment, possibly an environment where people knew that things that were wrong or possibly against regulation were going on and were maybe encouraged to overlook them. And so that's what I took away from seeing how many former employees were giving information to back up some of the information in this report. And then I just got to get in one more thing. The report referred to Jack Dorsey saying, you know, how many times Cash App is used in rap songs to show how mainstream Cash App is. Then it goes into saying, well, you know, rappers aren't really talking about the smooth user interface. They're talking about using Cash App for scams and things like paying for drugs. I don't know how relevant that information is in a research report like this, but it did make me chuckle a little bit. Zach? Rude, Hindenburg. Come on, man. Peer Rude, right? Payments. What the hell? Why you got to <laughs> hate on... That's silly. This is the group that really devastated Adani Group, that big giant Indian conglomerate, wiped off a ton of money from their market cap not too many months ago. So this is definitely what they do, right? They research these things for a long time. They take a sizable short position. They blast it out into the world. And hopefully, they reap the profits of doing so. And it looks like potentially, at least in the early going, they're doing that, right? So they clearly have some skin in this game. Makes you wonder a little bit about these short-selling firms and how they operate. Some of the stuff is indeed important to get out there, but the material incentive is also very much at play, which is kind of wild. Well, I'm going to toss this one to you. I mean, yeah, does this also implicate like Jack Dorsey's Bitcoin love at all? Do you think that there's anything there that we should touch on? Yeah, I actually misheard Adam when he gave his intro monologue there. I thought he said the Bitcoin CEO, Jack Dorsey. And I think that like there is a little bit of truth to that where like a lot of people in Bitcoin look up to Jack Dorsey a ton or like Jack's the man. He's all over the El Salvador thing. He's integrating Lightning and all these other products into Block and make it pretty simple for Bitcoin custodianship there or even they're working on like a mining kit. So Yes, there is some like relevance there. I do think, however, that this falls more so into the bigger conversation around banking right now. 
Block is a sizable bank in the US. Like most people actually have interface with it when they go and buy coffee and you like check out and swipe your Cash App card or you check out with like the little kiosk purchase thing there. You know, it's in most people's lives. If Block has some problems and they're not giving great data, there's some larger questions that we got to answer here. Zach, I'll throw it back to you though as we go off for the day. What a 23 hours and 30 minutes it has been since we last saw our beloved Hash fans. So much has happened and so much more could yet happen today. We'll see what transpires and we'll update you tomorrow here on The Hash. Check us out on the podcast network if you like listening to us. Also, check out All About Bitcoin today, 3 p.m. Eastern, live on Coindesk TV. I'm Zach Seward. We got Adam Levine, Jen Sinassi, and Will Foxley signing off. We wish you well. Stay safe out there. Bye, folks. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcast at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.